I'm sure most of you have heard Mary referred to at some point as the New Eve. It's a title that Mary has, the New Eve. And where that title comes from, of course, uh, is from Eve in Genesis, right? Adam and Eve. And in our first reading, we had a reading from Genesis. Today, being uh, the feast of Mary, mother of the church, this beautiful feast, we start the reading with Genesis because it talks about Eve being the mother of all humanity, right? And of course, all of us can be traced back to our first parents, right? Every human being on earth, right? It's amazing when we see right now with all the, the violence and the uh, racism and all of the different things that are going on in society right now, it's amazing to see how much animosity and disunity there is among a people who all stem from the same parents. When we really think about it, brothers and sisters, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. No matter what race, creed, or religion you are, we're all related to each other. We always kind of consider ourselves, you know, well, I'm, you know, I'm part of so-and-so's family, and that family, I don't know them, you know. But ultimately, all of us are of the same blood. We are. We all stem back to first parents. But Eve, right, we all know the story of Adam and Eve, what happened when Adam, when Eve sinned and then brought the fruit to Adam, and Adam sinned, the world was thrown into disarray, into chaos. And at that moment, division entered into the world, right? All of humanity started experiencing division, disunity, right? When you look at the history of Scripture, it is a history fraught with prejudice and people dividing, dividing with each other. But the history of Scripture also has... You know, God speaking to his people throughout, bringing them back together again, trying to form unity once again in a world that is ununified. And throughout Scripture, God speaks to his people, calling them, right, to come back into his flock in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, especially in the New Testament. And uh, during that time when God was speaking to his people in various, through various prophets, talking about the coming of the Messiah, that great covenant he made long ago when he promised he would send us a Savior, part of that plan was also, right, the Blessed Virgin Mary, to be the woman by which Christ would be born into the world through. And, and Mary, because she said yes, to God, because she said yes to the angel, because she chose to bear a son and name him Jesus, because she chose these blessed gifts, we now have what we call a new Eve. You see, Eve was the biological mother of us all, but Mary became the spiritual mother of all by her yes and by her ushering in Christ into the world, right? Ushering in the incarnation. Because of that, brothers and sisters, we now have a new mother to look to, which is why we celebrate this beautiful, beautiful feast called Mary, Mother of the Church, which is why we could trace it back to Eve, because there is 
there is an exchange going on, an exchange from one mother who threw the world into chaos versus a mother who brought the world back into unity once again. And of course, it didn't take away our sinful nature. It didn't take away our tendency, right, to hate one another. But what it did do, brothers and sisters, is give us a way out. It gave us a way to redeem ourselves. It gave us a way to find love and mercy once again, which is what Jesus Christ came to do, to bring us back together. And so today, in a very special way, we acknowledge the Blessed Virgin Mary as our spiritual mother, as the mother of the church, as a mother to us all, a mother who intercedes for us. That beautiful word, intercession, right? We wonder what, that, what does that mean? What does intercede mean? It means that she is praying on our behalf, that she is sending messages, our messages, to God, and then sending God's messages and grace back to us. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it's something I think that sometimes we can kind of forget about. Of course, the church constantly reminds us of the Blessed Virgin Mary. There's more Marian feast days than any other uh, saint of the church, than any other, any other liturgical anything in the church. There's more Marian feast days. But that's all, all designed to give us constant reminders that her intercession is extraordinary. Extraordinary above all saints. That she intercedes in a very, very special way because she is so beloved by God so beloved by her son. But it's not about her. It's never been about her. In fact, if Mary were here, she would tell you, don't, <laughs> don't bow down to me. Don't point to me. Look at my son hanging upon the cross. I'm praying for you, but he's the one bestowing the graces. He's the one giving, giving all of the glory and benefits to you. It's not me. All I'm doing is bringing your prayers to him and saying, look, your people are starving. Your people are suffering. Do something for them. Whenever we go uh, to our parents, who do we more times go than not when we want something? Do we go to mom or do we go to dad? We normally go to mom, right? Because mom is the one that says, hey, dad, why don't you, you know, give them $20, you know? We don't go straight to dad because dad's like, well, you go out and work, do it yourself. You know? It's that same kind of relationship that we should have with our mother Mary. Of course, Christ is the one who bestows the graces upon us, but we go to Mary so that she can speak on our behalf because she understands so, so incredibly our plight. And so in the midst of all the chaos that we are going through, brothers and sisters, let us ask fervently the intercession of the Blessed Mother and ask her to send her, her love and understanding across the entire world so that we can get through these difficult times. Amen.